0: Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brustling Unlimited as it is the 18th of February 2023 and tonight was WWE Elimination Chamber. As far as the show does go, I thought it was a really good show. I enjoyed basically everything that took place on this show. I don't know if anybody's going to say they enjoyed Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, but I don't think we were supposed to enjoy Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. uh, Just for... Context and a heads up. New Japan a Battle in the Valley is going on right now. I have it on my fourth screen over here. Right now is Eddie Kingston versus Jay White. A huge match with huge stipulations and implications. So if I peek over periodically, that's why. And then let me know in the chat if you want me to say anything about this match when it's over. As far as like, who's the winner? If you guys don't want spoilers in the live chat, then let me know and I won't say anything. But if you don't say anything, then I may say something. So just let me know in the live chat over the next couple of minutes what you want me to say regarding this match. I'm not watching, but I'm peeking over just to see once it's over and who wins. But we also got Luke with us, as you can see over here. Luke, what did you think of Elimination Chamber?
1: I thought Chamber was pretty good. I enjoyed mostly everything. Main event was amazing. I thought the Chamber matches were cool. Mm -hmm. Guys, this Chamber match, I mean, that's spots well oh, I love both of them oh yeah but see
0: I'm trying to think I don't have we ever had an elimination chamber pay-per-view where we had a men's and a woman's chamber match and both were like super enjoyable like tonight I don't know if we have it's always like one's really good and then one's either just kind of good or meh both chamber matches tonight, I thought were really, really good. <clears> oh, <throat> uh, trying to think,
1: was the uh, the chamber match with like this the WWE tag titles like the same night as the one where they had like seven
0: people in the men's chamber match? I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about, I know what you're talking about, but I can't remember. I thought both
1: those chamber matches were pretty good.
0: Yeah. Um, Mr. Bangs in the live chat says, Crowd sounded awesome. Know anyone that was there? Uh, I do, but I haven't spoke to them. But Triple H did state in the press conference after Elimination Chamber that at one point the crowd was so loud, he almost couldn't hear anything going on in gorilla position. That's how loud the crowd got at one point during this show that he couldn't even hear anything he was doing or saying in gorilla position, which is crazy. But with that, I do want to say thank you for joining us. If you're watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited or youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. You can also watch this show later on YouTube or pick, pick it up and check it out on podcast platforms all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember... If you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that donate button down below or donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime because remember, if you either have Amazon Prime or have access to somebody's Amazon Prime account, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and it always gives you one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. I hope you would do it right here. Also, remember, if you're watching on YouTube, you can help us out over there by becoming a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access non-news videos, and so much more. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Games Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games or getting bucks for Rocket League, Fortnite, Fall Guys, or Rumbleverse, use this code right down here, Unlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Remember, use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout for all Epic Games and Epic Games Store purchases, whether that's on your PC, your Mac, your, your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Nintendo Switch, or... Your PlayStation. Yeah. I don't know why I'm blank there. PlayStation. And even mobile device for Fortnite. But with that, it looks like Luke stepped away. Not a problem. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I had to blow my nose real quick. No worries. No worries. So as far as the show goes, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. My internet bugging out. You're fine, but for some reason, it's going crazy on my end. Give me one second, guys. I'm going to change the setting really fast because everything seems fine, but the stream just buffered. So give me two seconds to make a quick change. And then we'll be right back rolling. Let's try this and this.
1: Uh
0: oh, what is going on? Okay. So for anybody watching live, if the stream buffers or goes out or anything, I'll keep note of it. We are also recording at the same time. So if something happens, I can take down the live version and put up the recorded version if that one is better. But it looks like we may be better now. I'm not sure what's going on, but for some reason, it's acting a little weird. I'm going to do one more thing.
1: Is there something on the Twitch side?
0: No, it's on my computer and my internet. So, again, if it does a buffer a lot for you, I do apologize. And I will put up the um, clean, clean version, I guess you could say, afterwards. But as far as the show itself does go, the show kicked off at the Raw Women's Championship number one contender elimination chamber match with Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Natalia Carmella, Nikki Cross. And that was it. I don't know why I read that like there was somebody else. So Natalia and Liv Morgan did start off the match, and I think it was Corey Graves that made the note of oh, well, uh, looks like Liv's gonna have to start from the beginning and again, just like she did inside the elimination or inside the Royal Rumble. So Liv got the advantage early on, sending Natalia into the chamber wall, but Natalia avoided a running attack as Liv went face first into a pod. Raquel was next in, taking down Natalia with a clothesline. She stacked both opponents up in the corner and splashed them. There was a spot where Raquel had both opponents caught, but Natalia maneuvered out with a sunset bomb into the fence. In a uh, double team, there was like a double team facebuster on Raquel that allowed Natalia to get a cover and go f- and get a two off of it. Uh, Nikki was in next; she got her customary run wild sequence. She eventually climbed a pod and dove onto all three women that were in the match already with a cross body. Carmella followed this up and, and immediately locked herself back into her pod. Raquel took care of that problem by busting Nikki through the plexiglass wall and then uh, covering Nikki to eliminate her. Liv hit a sunset bomb off the top of a pod out of nowhere at one point and Carmella covered her for a good near fall. Uh, Raquel, that is. Asuka was the final person to enter into this ring and went straight after Carmella because early on Carmella was talking crap to Asuka. It looks like the stream is running fine now. Cool. No glitches. Uh, Asuka, like I said, was the final one in. And she locked Raquel at one point in an octopus hold. But Liv flew in with a missile drop kick to get a two. Carmella stopped Liv from hitting the Oblivion on Natalia, allowing the latter to lock on the sharpshooter. She wouldn't tap. So Asuka armbarred Liv, and she ended up passing out instead of tapping out to be eliminated. So this is, if you guys didn't pay attention all week, the third time this week that Liv Morgan has been beat by submission, and all three times, Asuka was involved in that. She tapped her out on Monday. She tapped her out on Friday, and then Natty and Asuka had the submissions. their submissions on Liv tonight, which is very interesting. I did not expect to see Liv basically get submitted three times in one week.
1: I mean, maybe it just leads to like Lid just trying to like maybe turn heel on Asuka, maybe throughout or start Asuka's journey to Mania.
0: Mm, Maybe.
1: I I mean, I think it does.
0: I think it could and should play into something, of course. Yeah. Because why have Asuka be involved in basically tapping her out three times in one week? That's just weird. So there's a series of kicks that allowed both Oscar and Carmella to eliminate Raquel. There's three eliminations in about a one-minute period, like they started rushing stuff. Oscar and Carmella with the final two win there, and they traded cradles before Oscar applied a submission and picked up the victory, so there we go. Oscar wins, and Oscar will now go on to WrestleMania to challenge Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. A little surprised Bianca didn't come out on the stage or anything with the belt. We know Bianca was there because last night she posted an image on Twitter of a sewing machine saying she needed to Instacart a sewing machine to her hotel room to make her husband's gear. So well, I don't know what happened with his gear. He had a cool-looking gear tonight. But I don't know what happened with his gear where she had to make it last night. But regardless, Asuka and Bianca at WrestleMania, oh my God, is that match going to be fantastic.
1: I mean... We all kind of knew it was going to be Asuka. Yeah. They were, like, they were, like, really hyping her up, like, really good, especially with her new gimmick now.
0: Mm. She's a killer.
1: So, oh, yeah. But here's the question. Does Asuka win at Mania?
0: When did Bianca win the belt?
1: Uh, Like, last year at Mania.
0: Did you tell her really since Mania? Like that's what I was thinking, but I thought I was wrong. Maybe I'm. Yeah, maybe, you know, I'm gonna double check this really fast. Yeah, I think you're right because I was thinking that, but I was like, she hasn't held it that long. I was just kind of hoping. Yeah, was she's wrong. held it for about a year. If that's the case, then yeah, Oscar beats her for the belt. Um, uh, I'm just trying to go back really fast. Let's see. Here we go. Um, WrestleMania, WrestleMania, WrestleMania was. the heck why is this not showing me Wrestlemania on here cage match cage match oh here we go um nation chamber Wrestlemania yep she beat Becky for the title and hasn't lost it since so yeah I think it's time and the last time Asuka was in a Wrestlemania title match she lost to Rhea so let her win this one
1: Yeah, I mean, Bianca's got to lose eventually, so.
0: And I don't think any fan would be disappointed if it's to Asuka. No. So then, what disappointed a lot of people was Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. But hey, hey, everybody was saying on Twitter, this match shouldn't go more than five minutes, and it didn't. It went four minutes and 38 seconds, but it ended with Brock... Kicking Bobby in the pee-pee for a DQ. Like, what? Are you kidding me? After what we got last night on SmackDown with Bray Wyatt basically saying he wants the winner. Was there really a winner? I get it. Bobby's hand was raised and declared. Uh Uh-huh. This was weird. I don't know why they would go this route with Brock just right in front of the ref, intentionally just... Tick in the balls I really yeah don't this, know. this was pretty strange. yeah, like Lashley immediately drove Le- um, Lesnar immediately drove Lashley into the corner and tossed him with the overhead belly to belly. Lashley fired back with two spears and went for the hurt lock, but Brock blocked and turned it into an F5 for a close near fall. A second F5 got another two count. Lashley escaped a third F5 attempt and speared Lesnar for a third time in this match. Lashley went to apply the hurt lock. The crowd was completely behind Brock as he fought to escape. Lesnar then couldn't escape, so he just lifted up the leg and kicked old Bobby in the pecker. As they would say in AEW, he put his dick in the dirt. I don't know what to think.
1: I mean, there's really not much to say about this, to be honest.
0: Like, the whole thing was the post-match. Yeah, Brock attacks the ref. Brock puts Bobby through the table with an F5. He puts the referee through the rubble of the table with an F5. So where's Adam Pearce to say Brock's suspended? Brock's fined. Brock, th- I don't know. Where's Adam Pearce? Come on, Adam Pearce. Give us an update. You did it to Bobby. You sus- suspended and then unsuspended Bobby. So what's going to happen to Brock for putting his hands on officials?
1: Honestly, what I kind of thought was maybe like MVP and Omos were going to come out and try to recruit him again.
0: It's like. I mean, they should. Maybe not. Well, I mean, have seen Omos. And, I feel like Omos has been missing the last couple of weeks. Kind of. Because we had MVP with Shelton and Cedric on Monday and no yeah, Omos. But
1: for that, though, you didn't really need Omos for that, though. Because. Because they were trying to like focus a lot on Sheldon and, and yeah. uh, Cedric. If he had Omos with them, like fans would focus on Omos more than those guys
0: a little bit. So, but I just I don't know where this is going, especially adding the Bray Wyatt element. I am, I'm baffled now. If this just happened like this and there was no Bray Wyatt element, I'd go, oh. They just needed a way to get out of it to prolong it and get it to WrestleMania. We get Brock, Bobby, and like a street fight or something at WrestleMania. But you have that Brock, that Bray Wyatt element from SmackDown last night where he said, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, you better run. Like you want the winner coming after whoever wins and they better run away before he gets to them. So that's what's actually made me the most baffled. That's what's confused me the most is the Bray Wyatt element here. And Bobby and Brock are both SmackDown Superstars, or Raw Superstars. Bray's a SmackDown Superstar, so hopefully we get something of an update with Bray on Raw and don't have to wait all the way to SmackDown since he's basically challenged or whatever a Raw Superstar. That's my hope, because I'm so confused that I don't want to have to wait almost a week.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody really wants to wait a week, though.
0: No. Then we got a very funny moment from old Michael Cole. So this show, Ariel Hawani and George St. Pierre in the crowd. And Michael Cole says that's the unbiased Ariel Hawani. And if anybody didn't get that joke, that was a rib on Tony freaking Khan. So last night, Ariel Hawani appears on SmackDown. And Tony Khan sends out a tweet. I'm just going to read this tweet really fast. Let's go to Twitter. Let's go to Twitter and type in old Tony Khan. Tony Khan. That tweet was funny. Tony Khan being a little pissant. I'll say it. I'll say it. Tony Khan tweeted out last night. You're a fraud, Ariel Hawani. You're as legit of a reporter as Tony Schiavone. And basically what Tony is saying there is, oh, you want to, cover this as like you're a legit reporter, a legit journalist, but you're going to appear on one of the sh- one of the show, one of the companies that you cover show? Basically implying that maybe WWE paid him to do that, but he works for BT Sport, so maybe BT Sport sent him there and set this up. Anyways, regardless, he basically said that Ariel Hawani is taking sides. And a lot of people, you know... Most of the time, people would back up Tony Khan going, oh, yeah, Tony Khan, he's right. Tony Khan doesn't do anything wrong, and we love Tony Khan. But a lot of people were shitting on Tony Khan last night. Like, a lot of people thought that Tony Khan was wrong. And so... Did this match just end? Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, I can't tell what happened because I missed it, but we'll get back to this in a second. So, a lot of people were getting on Tony Khan for this, and I love Michael Cole. I don't know if it was Michael Cole's idea... To make this reference. I don't know if somebody else came up with it, but regardless, Michael Cole's the one that said it. He called him the unbiased Ariel Hawani. Also, the Eddie Kingston J White match is over, and I believe Eddie Kingston just won, but I can't 100% tell yet. But it looks like Eddie Kingston won because he's walking away and J White's laying dead in the ring. Uh oh. That would mean J White's done with New Japan. Oh man!
1: But WWE or AEW bound?
0: Oh, WWE really, 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 really really wants him. They've wanted him for a year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But do you have any thoughts on this whole Tony Khan, Michael Cole, Ariel Hawani comment stuff?
1: I mean, Tony Khan does tweet a lot of stuff. I mean, I don't really. I mean, it's not his company. I mean, it's WWE. They do what they what
0: oh. well no know. what Tony Khan was trying to I get what you're saying but what Tony Khan was trying to say is if you're gonna cover both companies as a, as a journalist don't make it look like you're taking sides is what he's trying to say and, and mm, I don't know I mean yeah, he,
1: but BT, but BT like told him to, like hey why don't you do this for WWE like that's his job I mean, I we, we, just doing we, his job.
0: we assume BT sent him there. Nobody has said that, but I assume. Yeah, J. White did lose, and they're basically like the crowd's giving him a thank you, J. White kind of little send-off thing. So, big question. Is this contract actually up, which I heard it might already be, and if so, where does he go, and when does he show up for wherever he goes? It's either AEW or WWE. I doubt he just goes to Impact.
1: I mean, I know during Royal Rumble time, there was a lot of rumors he was going to show up to the Rumble. Yeah, but that wasn't... He still had had dates like after Rumble. Yeah,
0: today. But no, his contract wasn't even... I don't think... Last I heard, and this could be wrong, but someone told me that his contract was up February 1st, which means that he wouldn't have even been legally available for the Rumble. So, Yeah. As we move forward, if that's the case, go for
1: it. I mean, if that's the case, I mean, he can literally show up anywhere, anytime. Exactly. Oh,
0: okay, so he's about to cut a promo. I not David Finley just attacked him. He didn't cut a promo. This is weird. It's very weird with no audio, but David Finley just like hit him in the back of the head with a shillelagh, laid him out, sub- and his
1: subtitles on.
0: No, I have it on my phone because I turned it off on the other screen. And subtitles don't usually work on Fight TV app anyways. But, oh, right, I know what I could do. I got a buddy that's watching. I'm going to tell him, hey, tell me what David Finley just said. What did Finley just say? All right, we'll get back to that here in a moment. As far as this show does go, Mixed tag team match. Edge and Beth Phoenix against Judgment Days Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. No Damian Priest, but plenty of Dom. Plenty of fucking Dominic. Those are typical mixed tag team rules. When a woman is in, only one, another woman can be in. When a man is in, only the other man can be in, and this and that. Beth had some Bull Nakano makeup on. And early on, Edge outmaneuvered Balor at the start of the match. Beth and Rhea then tagged in and had a nice power battle out on the floor. Beth whipped Rhea into the steel steps. There's some interference for Dominic that allowed Rhea to trip Beth up on the top turnbuckle. Edge chased Dominic up the ramp. And this is this was fantastic. I loved this. So Dominic Edge chases Dominic to the back. And so the crowd's like, ch- like cheering that Dominic left. So he comes right back out and is like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they're all booing. And Michael Cole literally goes, no one needs to get rid of him. Can we like put him in timeout or ground him? I'm like, oh, Lord. So Dominic, I feel like, is really becoming a great piece of shit heel in a good way. In a good way. Like, Calling him a piece of shit heel may to some sound like I'm ragging on him and talking bad about him, but no. Calling him a piece of shit heel is actually a good thing. Like uh, When I say he's a good piece of shit. Anyways. He's,
1: he's kind of like turning into this like spoiled brat who has like mommy to protect him.
0: Yeah. Well, that's I mean, how, we,
1: that's how I would explain it.
0: Yes. But also, when you say it like that then it almost makes them sound like the guns in AEW. <laughs> Spoil brats. <laughs> Who think, oh, well, my dad did everything, so I could just live off of his name. Yeah. Because I didn't like the, when they did the thing on, on Wednesday, when the guns were like, we've only ever had 10 matches on TV, and we're already the champions. I'm like, yeah, so you're showing us that you don't care about? I don't know. Anyways, that's a whole other story for another day. So, as far as the matches go, Dominic did come back out pretty quickly. Beth started a comeback with a DDT. But just as she was about to make a tag, Balor would pull Edge off the apron. This is actually a really cool spot. Balor goes under the ring. And they're like, did Balor just go under the ring? What the heck? And all of a sudden, he pops back up on the other side behind Edge and... Yoink! Edge right off the uh, apron. Um... He then hit him with a final cut on the floor. Beth came back with a superplex and finally reached Edge for the tag. Why does it look like David Finley may have just joined Bullet Club? I don't know. Edge then ran a was what- he already in Bullet Club? David Finley? I know Juice is, but I don't know about. If- I'm going to go off really fast. Bullet Club is the new NWO. Anybody and everybody just goes, I want to be in Bullet Club. So I'm in Bullet Club now. Just like the NWO was towards the end. Anybody and everybody was in NWO. Now, anybody and everybody is in Bullet Club. So, does Bullet Club really matter anymore? Not really to me.
1: Well, it's also hard (laughs) to, like, follow up because, you know, there's Bullet Club in Japan, Bullet Club in the U.S. So, it's like, Mm -hmm. who's all in Bullet Club now?
0: Just like the NWO. There was NWO U.S. Or there was NWO Black and White. Then there was NWO Wolfpack. And then there was NWO Japan. So, yeah. I liked NWO Wolfpack, though. Oh, so did I. Uh, Back to the match. Uh, Edge ran wild on Balor and locked on an Educator as... um, No, yeah, Edge ran wild on Balor, and he locked on the Educator. Beth then also locked on the Educator. And I just realized in this match, the Educator is basically just the Sharpshooter, but you don't fully step over. That's all it is. You don't... That final step over. So Dominic jumps upon the apron and distracts the referee. And as he's doing so, he tosses brass knuckles to mommy. Rhea puts the knuckles on and gets out of her hold as she hits Beth with them. Then she hits Edge with them as well. Balor goes for the cover, and Beth was supposed to break it up at two and a half. But she was late, so Edge had to kick out and almost didn't kick out on time, so they almost botched the finish. Because, like, the ref's going one. Two, he's going down. No Beth. Edge kicks out, and then all of a sudden, Beth jumps out of nowhere. So Beth fumbled. Uh, Balor climbed the ropes, but Beth tossed Dominic into the ropes, knocking down Balor. Both women would then get involved, powerbombing the male opponents. After a double clothesline, everybody was down at one point. Rhea set Beth up for another concerto, referencing their last match. Well, the last time they were in the ring together last year. And Beth did escape and hit the glam slam. Back in the ring, Edge hit the Execution and took out Dominic with a suicide dive. Balor then uh, countered a spear with a sling blade. The finish of the match then came when Edge fired up with a spear. And then, and then... Edge and Beth hit the shatter machine and pick up the victory. You guys now may know it as the big rig, but it's the old revival FTR finish. And Edge said in the press conference, it was cool to win with that move, even though we've never even tried to do it or time it or anything before. It was the first time they've ever even attempted to do that move. But yeah, they win with the shatter machine. And if you guys go, why would they use that move? Well, well, Edge is really close with FTR. Like, when he was training for his comeback, he trained with Cash Wheeler in secret. What would you think of the match?
1: I'm honestly surprised Edge and Beth Phoenix won because, like, I thought they were going to have Finn and Rhea win for, like, two reasons. One, Rhea's fighting Charlotte at Mania, so you want to keep her strong. And two, if you had Finn and Rhea win, it could help, like, set up uh, Edge versus Finn at Mania. Exactly. If that's the route they go, but I thought. But I'm glad Rhea wasn't the one who got pinned here, so yeah, you can still like keep her strong, and she didn't get pinned. But like, the question is, like, how do they? How are they gonna like build up the on oh, the cell match at? Well, India, if that's the route they go,
0: right? If that is the match we actually get, I don't know if that's the match we're getting. Like, why would Edge? Edge can just be like, oh, I beat you. Why do I got to face you again? Well, I guess they can maybe say yeah. they're 1-1 they're one and, one and need a rubber match. No. Yeah, because Edge, because Finn won Extreme Rules. Edge won tonight, so yeah, they need the rubber match. And they can be like, oh, I don't want any of Damage Control. Or not Damage Control, why would I say Damage Control? Judgment Day <laughs> to get involved, so we're putting a cell around the ring. I don't know. I just hope they do the cell match. So I think Edge and Finn in a cell can be really fun. Because even if Edge may not be super willing to do some of the big, extreme, crazy Daredevil spots he used to, Finn will do one or two. So, yeah.
1: Demon King Finn versus Brood Edge.
0: That'd be fun. Really fun.
1: And then for, like, Finn's, like, paint, you can just do, like, the Judgment Day purple as, like, the paint and stuff. Right. That'd be fun.
0: So, moving forward, we see Roman Reigns backstage. He's drinking a C4 Energy, super, pub, uh, super product placement here. and put him over before the main event, encouraging him not to worry about the crowd of Montreal. We then had the men's Elimination Chamber match. This match was nuts, wild. People jumping off of things and flying off of things and landing on other, oh my God. Montez Ford, Johnny Gargano. Seth Rollins, dare devils, I shall say. This match was great, and so many guys, it wasn't just like, oh, well, Austin Theory retained, but one other guy looked, no. Everybody, except kind of Damian Priest, got big, shining moments. I feel like Priest was the, and I, and I hate to say this, and I don't know if you feel the same, but to me, Priest almost just came off as the extra guy in this match, while everybody else, had, like, big moments to shine. Am I wrong in thinking I was, that?
1: I mean, you're not wrong, but also Priest kind of felt like that... like that, that guy that everybody got super pissed off at when he eliminated Johnny because everybody wanted Johnny to be, like, that... like, one of the last three guys to, like, stay in the chamber match. Right. So where he can really stand out.
0: But as far as the match does go... I loved that it started with Rollins and Gargano, first time they've ever been in the ring together, to like fight or anything. I don't I'm trying to think. Were they in? The, was Johnny in the Rumble? Johnny was in the Rumble, but were they in the Rumble? This I don't. Yeah, think he they, was. I don't think they were in the Rumble at the same time. Uh, so, I don't remember. Because they said this was the first time they've ever been in the ring together. Also, Tom Lawler had a very very hard time taking his pants off just now. Anyways. Uh, Rollins teased going for a pedigree early, but Gargano escaped and landed a spear through the ropes. Theory was the next one to come in and he used the chamber to beat down both opponents. Rollins and Gargano recovered and ping ponged Theory a couple of times with strikes. Theory tried to rekindle his alliance with his former compat, come, come. What's the word? I don't know. I wrote something weird here and it's not spelled I right. What? I'm not even going to try to. I don't know what I was spelling here. Like this word's not even a word. I don't know what I wrote here <laughs> at all. I'm gonna. That's probably what I was trying to write, actually. Companion. I don't know. It, it's wrote weird. Companion. I was like companion in the way, or as they called him, mentor Johnny Gargano. But Gargano wasn't having any of it, and instead he went after Theory. Theory tried to lock himself. This is funny. This is really funny. So Theory tries to lock himself in the in the pod, and he's like, "No, you're not getting in, Johnny. You're not getting in." And Seth just goes to the other side, opens the other door, and is just like. I'll just wait here till he notices. Like, oh, he's not going to notice. I'll pop pops him in the back of the head. They take him down. Johnny then gets in. They double team him. I thought that was a super funny, clever, creative spot. They beat him up inside the, the pod. The so priest comes in next and he ran wild. This was like the only time I felt like priest got to shine, but he didn't get like any big moves or anything. Like at least with everybody else, they got big moves and whatnot. But with Priest, I felt like he took a couple people down when he first came in. And then other than that, he was like a setup guy for other people's stuff. But uh, he hit a raised flatliner on Gargano and got a two off of it. Then a kill switch on Rollins for a two. Priest then hit a step up dive on Theory, which looked like it really hurt. Uh, He then kicked all of his opponents. And Rollins then cut Priest off with a superplex into a falcon arrow for a two. Reed, Bronson Reed, that is, entered the match and, of course, took out everybody with his power. At one point, he had Seth Rollins on his shoulder. And then Johnny was on the second rope. So he went over, grabbed Johnny, and put him on his shoulder. So he's got both Johnny and Seth on his shoulders. And he does a Samoan drop with both of them. Yet Michael Cole has to go, oh, a double follow-away slam by Bronson Reed. Then they get the the replay and Corey Graves is just like a great Samoan drop there by Reed. <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you you're wrong, Cole, but you're wrong, Cole. Wrong move. Anyways. Um, at one point, Reed landed a diving shoulder tackle to theory on the outside. Then the last man to come in, Montez Ford. Basically, Bronson Reed wanted... I will say the- this. I will say this, like a lot
1: of people just felt like Montez Ford was just going to be a guy to just do like a big dive in the chamber match, but this guy did pretty well today. Oh, yeah. He did did fan-freaking-tastic.
0: And then they killed him at the end. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, counting down, and Bronson Reed realizes there's one guy left. Oh, I want this guy. So, he just walks over. He's like, I'm going to wait for them to open your door, because I'm going to beat you up. So... Countdown, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Last guy in, Montez Ford, who steps straight to Bronson Reed. They go at it. And at one point, he plants theory with a spine buster, a rock spine buster. Because remember, a rock spine buster is when you kick out the leg and you do the thing. And he then looks around. And he realizes, well, he's down here. I'm up here. Let's do it. He's going, going, going. He doesn't have an elbow pad, so he quickly takes his wrist tape off. He's going to do the people's elbow, and he gets taken down by Bronson Reed. This is after he's already thrown out about 10 cotch chops. Like, Montez Ford was just, you can tell, he was a kid in the candy store. Like, oh my God, I get to be in an elimination chamber. This is the funniest fucking thing ever. Like, he looked like he was having a blast. Then he got taken down by Bronson Reed. Then, there's a crazy spot where Gargano... Was on Reed's shoulder. And I'm like, oh, electric chair drop. Seth Rollins then dives off the top rope, clotheslines Johnny Gargano, but Gargano's legs stay wrapped around the head of uh, Bronson Reed. So he pulls Bronson Reed down with a basically for a poison Rana. Like, holy crap. Reed's down. Ford goes for the cover. One, two, kick out. Ford is then going at it with. Damian Priest, Damien Priest goes to lift him up for the Razor's Edge. Ford slips out, climbs to the top of the cage or the cell chamber, whatever you want to call it, chamber. And he's up there and he's up there. And we're like, oh my God, what is he doing? Where is he going? And then he gets to the, not quite the top because he wasn't in the center, but he gets as high as he can over towards the edge. And then just whoop, falls straight down on top of everybody. Holy that, crap! That looked amazing. I don't think we
1: have we ever seen something like that before in the chamber. I don't think we yes. have.
0: Yes, I want to say it was Callisto in the tag team chamber match was in the middle and jumped off. And I want to say Morrison may have done it as well. I know Morrison has done it though, but like,
1: but like Montez Ford though, he had to like had to do like a up and then like do like a flip though a little
0: bit. Yeah, I think that was hold on, I'm looking it up right now. I think Kalisto did the same thing. Well, something similar. I think it was Kalisto. Yeah, some
1: crazy strength to do that though.
0: Hold on, I'm pulling it up right here. No, oh, it was Lince Dorado. Lince Dorado. I knew it was one of the Lucha House Party guys. So, I'm watching right here. Lince Dorado's climbing the cell. He's climbing the cell just like Montez did. He's climbing. He's climbing. He's on top of a pod. There's like three guys fighting on a pod. Well, that was it. No, that's not the right one. He just dove off of the pod. That's not the right clip. Hold on, hold on. I know there was one of the Lucha House Party guys that like climbed right to the middle. Or maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm thinking of Morrison that did it in the middle of its chamber. Well, look-
1: Morrison did it though in 2011.
0: Yeah. Also, I want to say thank you to RTS with Oscar Montel for the 4.99 super chat. He said, did you hear the volume change during the ring entrances tonight? Ooh, elaborate? I'm not exactly sure what you're saying because if you're saying like they cha- the volume of what exactly, I don't think I understand what he's asking. Yeah, this is the one I'm thinking of. It's Morrison. I could have swore like Kalisto or somebody did this same thing. But yeah, it's Morrison in the exact center of the top of the cell. He's climbing up, he's climbing up, he's hanging off with one arm, and then he dives onto Seamus. So, yeah, it was Morrison. I don't know why I was thinking, what's your house party guy, Kalisto, or something. Also, guys, remember, if you want to get your question, comment, or concern read live on the air, you can also submit a super chat that will greatly, greatly help the channel and make sure that your comment or question does get read um, so we're going forward and Rollins and Gargano all hit their finishers on Reed to pin him no wait no yeah yeah we're right we're right I thought I skipped something but we didn't uh, to pin him as Reed is the first one eliminated Rollins then countered a slingshot by climbing the chamber and he and Gargano end up just sitting on the top of a pod and Corey Graves is like well, where is this going what's going to happen here and they're sitting there And all of a sudden, Seth just boom! Slaps the chest of Johnny. It sounds like a gunshot. And they start going at it. So Rollins counters a slingshot after he beats the crap out of Johnny. And Johnny looks like he's gonna get powered off, power bombed off of the pod by Seth, but instead, Johnny hurricane Rana's Seth off the top of the pod. Onto everybody on the floor while at the same time, basically, Johnny does a moonsault off the top of the pod. Holy crap! This was awesome, super cool, super fun spot. That's the other people in the chat are saying I think Kalisto did it as well. Well, find me the clip because I couldn't find the Kalisto clip. Kalisto elimination chamber for some reason... Uh, I, RTS. But,
1: uh, RTS in the chat says the volume of the ring entrance music
0: is what they're talking about. I didn't notice that. I mean, if you're talking about during Sammy's entrance, that's just because the crowd was really loud. But other than that, I honestly didn't notice that. But I might be the worst guy to ask about that because I've said it before. I don't pay attention to entrance music's... More than half the time, anyways.
1: The only, the only one I really pay attention to was Sammy's because I wanted to hear the pop.
0: Right. Also, well, I'll get to it when we get to the Sammy match because there's a there's a girl in the front row that I think is like everybody in the world when Sammy's music hits. <laughs> but uh, they do this big ass hurricane run, a moonsault looking spot, and Gargano. Where was I? I just lost my spot. I'm trying to look at too many things at once. Um, Gargano then landed a super kick on everybody, basically. Then he hit the one final beat on Theory on the outside. Priest cut him off with the razor's edge for the elimination. Rollins and Ford then cut Priest off with the doomsday blockbuster for another elimination. Rollins and Ford trade strikes in the center of the ring. Ford wiped out all of his opponents with a dive. Basically, I wouldn't call this a dive. I would say this was a really cool variation of a cannonball because it's like a cannonball. They're sitting in the corner. You run your front flip them, pop right into them. And that's kind of what Ford did here because it's not a straight up dive since you're not like diving out of the ring. You're like jumping over the top rope. But the way he did it was just like a cannonball. You do that front flip and you use all the weight of your back to push your opponent Right into the corner. Well, he pushed his opponent right into the si- uh, the wall of the uh, the chamber. So this is like a cool variation of like a cannonball. Um, so he's taking out everybody, or at least trying to take out everybody. He goes for a frog splash on Theory, and Theory gets the knees up. All of a sudden, he's like half in the ring, half not, and boom, he gets stomped by Seth Rollins. He then gets drugged back in the ring really quickly. One, two, three, theory eliminates Montez Ford. So Ford gets eliminated, but he's just laying there. And the referee's checking on him. And the referee's like, oh, I need help. We need more people. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And we're like, uh-oh, what's going on? Is this legit? Is this, Whoa. I, I, I in the moment at first, I thought this may have been legit. And so they're taking their time. And they're slowly going to get him out. And then I kind of realized oh, no, they're they're killing for time for something. They're wasting time on purpose. And what was that purpose? The return of Logan Paul. So Seth and Theory, they're going at it. And they're going at it. And Seth's got the upper hand when all of a sudden, here comes Logan Paul, buckshot, boom, clothesline takes down Seth. Referee's yelling at Logan Paul to get out of here. Logan Paul looks like he's about to leave. He then turns around and gives, boom, Seth Rollins a stomp. That stomp allows Theory to then grab Seth, hit the A-Town down. And there you go. He pins Seth Rollins to retain the championship.
1: Kind of surprised that Logan Paul is now the heel. Because, like, for a while now, they're... WWE was pushing him as, like, a big baby face. Now he's the heel. Well, Which is interesting.
0: Vince was pushing him as the big baby face. Maybe Triple H realized, these people don't want to cheer Logan Paul. Chill set. They're, they're, they'll cheer Seth Rollins. Let's just make him the heel.
1: But, like, for a while when Triple H was in charge, though, like, he was the baby face at SummerSlam. He was the baby face in Saudi. Well...
0: I get Saudi, but you can't count SummerSlam because that was just him finishing all of Vince's bookings. All right. But, but I, I get what you're saying with the Saudi. He came off as the babyface at Saudi. That is true. But that, again, a specialized crowd. Like, they cheered him. Like, they, not the company was trying to push him as the babyface, of course, but, like, in the States, in in America, they tried to push him as a babyface. Crowd still boos him. But in Saudi, they treated him like he was the prince. Like he got a king's welcome. But regardless, this basically just all but said Seth, Logan, WrestleMania. That match should be fun. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. This is going to be a really, really good match. And like Triple H said it in the press conference, Logan Paul has no right being as good as he is at this. Because he was like saying, he's like all those guys in the elimination chamber. He's like Johnny Gargano and Bronson Reed. They all had great times and great moments. And even Logan Paul, who shouldn't be as good as he is at this. So, yeah. Then, we have the main event. The main event itself goes 32 minutes And 10 seconds. And everybody in this match. And post match. Played their parts perfectly. This crowd was amazing. This crowd was fantastic. This crowd was. A Canadian crowd. That reminded me. Of Wrestlemania 18. With the Rock and Hulk Hogan. Like if you remember that match. Where they didn't have to do anything. For the first couple of minutes. Because the crowd was just going nuts. That's what this crowd was kind of reminding me of. Or 2011 in Chicago, CM Punk, John Cena, Money in the Bank. So Roman comes out first. They're booing him. They're chanting, fuck you, Roman. I thought it was funny that Triple H acknowledged those chants in the press conference, but he called them, this crowd's a specialized chant at Roman Reigns. He wouldn't say what they were. But well, we all knew what he was talking about. Their specialized chant, or whatever you want to call it. And so Sammy comes out, and he's got his old music. And it's fantastic. Crowd's going wild. And so when, you're, when Sammy's walking down the ramp, he makes the left to go to the stairs. And right as the barricade curves, right at the curve, there was a girl wearing red Basically, like NXT Sammy just rocking out like Sammy always did when he would do his entrance back in the day. And I'm like, yeah, that is every wrestling fan in the world when they hear this theme song. Because as soon as Sammy's music hit, I started just going like this, sitting here in this chair. And so when I saw that girl, I'm like, that is every wrestling fan in the world when Sammy Zayn's music hits. This version specifically. And one other thing that happened in this match that I never, ever expected, that I never, ever thought was possible, that I never, ever even thought of was a perfect added slight element, Sammy's freaking wife. Sammy's wife and Roman interacting with her going, hey, this is all your husband's fault. This never needed to happen. I wanted to help him. I wanted to help you and your family. I wanted to help both of you, like, really. And he messed it all up. Like, having Sammy's wife out there and Roman being able to talk shit to her, Yeah at the same time... Now, here's something that I felt while watching this match that maybe I'm wrong on. But I felt like there were times in this match when Roman didn't really want to beat the crap out of Sammy and was just trying to keep Sammy down, but Sammy wouldn't stay down. And Roman was kind of just like, uh, just stay down. I only wanted to help you. This didn't need to happen. We didn't need to get to this. But if this is where you want to do, I'll beat the shit out of you. But uh like it felt like Roman was trying to, but not use the words of I really don't want to do this to you. I really don't want to hurt you. I don't know if anybody else felt like that. Did you or am I just
1: Uh, I didn't really I didn't feel like that. no.
0: okay, so maybe that was just me because it was like some of the things that Roman was saying when like he would literally stop and just like stand there with Sammy, you know, Sammy's all like out of it, or he would sit there with Sammy, and he's just like, this can end right now. This didn't need to get to this. This could have already been over. And so, yeah,
1: uh, I think I think that's just all like, story, whatever.
0: Yeah, maybe I was looking too much into it.
1: I mean, maybe, maybe like Sammy was hurt, and then Roman was just like saying
0: something. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So the match itself starts, and for. Four minutes. They don't do anything. And usually you go, huh? they didn't do anything for four minutes? I don't fucking care. Because those four minutes were awesome. Basically, the length of Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, they just stood there, soaked in the crowd, and walked in circles. For the basically entire length of the Brock Lesnar-Bobby Lashley match, which is wild to think about. Finally, Roman is just like, screw it. Runs at Sammy, and they lock up. Roman got a little better of the exchange here before Sammy baited Roman to the floor and landed a Tope Gongrio. Sammy then rained down some strikes in the corner and landed a diving elbow, but only got a one off of it. Roman then cut Sammy off with the right hand. Roman then dominated a long heat segment. He jawjacked Sammy's family, more specifically his wife in the front row. Keep telling her, like I said earlier, this didn't need to happen. I wanted to help you. I wanted to help you, Sammy. He's looking at his wife. Hey, I could have helped you too. Eventually, they're 14 minutes into this match and Sammy avoids a clothesline and hits one of his own to take down Roman. He then takes the fight to Roman Reigns on the outside. Back in the ring, Sammy climbed the ropes but Roman popped back up and cut him off. Sammy fought back and hit a sunset bomb off the ropes for a two. Sammy then goes for the blue thunder bomb but Roman blocks it and hits the rock bottom for a two. Sammy then countered a Superman punch into an exploder right into the corner. He goes for the Huluva kick, but Roman pops up and hits him with the Superman punch for a very close near fall. This was awesome. Crowd's losing their bananas. But Roman went for the spear. Sammy cradles him and gets a two. He then goes for another corner exploder. Sammy cocked the fist like he was going to hit the Superman punch, and he does. He then goes to answer that with a Huluva kick. Takes down Roman, but he only gets a two off of it. Roman then ducks out of the ring and avoids another huluva kick. On the outside, Roman stopped a Sami Zayn dive with a punch straight to the face. Basically, Sami tried to do that old dive he used to do where he would go from one corner, like the, the rings, here's the corner of the ring, and he would dive through the ropes in between like the turnbuckle area. And Roman stops him, punches him right in the face. But Sammy also kind of got slowed down and tripped up like he... I don't know if he messed up the move or meant to make it look like he messed up. I don't know. Sammy, though, avoids a spear. And Roman goes through the barricade in the timekeeper's area. He then hit a blue thunder bomb for another close near fall. Roman then drove Sammy into the official. The ref, knocked down. Ref's out. Sammy hits the haluva kick and goes for the pin. Maybe not realizing the ref was down. One, two, three... Four, five, refs out. No ref to count. All of a sudden, out comes Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso super kicks Sami Zayn and takes him out. A second referee finally runs out. Goes to count the pin. One, two. Ooh, Sami kicks out. Last, last possible second. Sami then takes out Jimmy, but Roman landed a spear. Yet for another close near fall. Roman then talked down to Sami Zayn and baited him into a hard slap. Sami avoided a Superman punch and accidentally hit the official to take out the second ref. Heyman then hands Roman a chair. Before Roman can hit Sami Zayn with the chair, Jey Uso pops in, and Jey Uso stands between Roman and Sami. Jey really doesn't say anything other than letting Roman know with his demeanor You don't need to do this. You don't need to do this. Roman then hands the chair to Jay. And we almost get the same. Look, they wanted us to think that we can get another Royal Rumble moment. So, Roman steps to Sammy. Jay's standing behind Roman with the chair. And I think Heyman yells something like, don't do it. You better not do it. Hit him. Hit him. Roman then moves out of the way. As Sammy gets up, and Sammy accidentally spears Jay instead of Roman. Roman then takes the chair and just starts wailing on Sammy and hits him over and over and over. Then he spears Sammy. He goes for the pin. Heyman then yells, "We need a referee!" And a referee all of a sudden pops up out of nowhere. One, two, three. Sammy Zayn gets beat. Roman Reigns still. WWE, undisputed Universal Heavyweight Champion. Before we get into the post-match, what did you think of the match itself?
1: I thought the match was pretty good. Now, like, going into the match, like, there was that, like, thing of, like, the fans want Sammy to win, but the company wants, like, Roman to win because they want, like, Roman versus Cody at Mania. but. In my opinion, I I think I think like Sammy winning, like like fans would be very happy about that. But I think Roman versus Cody at Mania would be best for business. Right. I mean, that's just me.
0: No, I agree. Like if this match was at WrestleMania and Triple H even said it. He said it is very weird to go into the show before WrestleMania and have it actually feel like a WrestleMania caliber show. He said the crowd in Montreal gave this show WrestleMania vibes. This is the way that the crowd was reacting, not just to the main event, but to a lot of things on this show. So the match ends. And the first thing Michael Cole says immediately is, well, that's it. We know it now. It is official. Sammy or uh, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. The match is over. They start beating the crap out of Sammy Moore. Then out comes Kevin Owens. And I say they, because it's Roman and Jimmy. Jay, for some reason, that spear killed him and he was gone. We didn't see Jay again. So, Kevin Owens comes out and he attacks the bloodline. He hits a pop-up powerball on Jimmy through the announce table and then grabbed a chair. Owens, mo- um, Owens moved towards Roman, but Heyman all of a sudden walks up behind Kevin Owens and starts going, hey, hey, and hitting him in the back And so Owens kind of just, like, looks at him for a second. Like, what are you doing? And then hits him with a stunner. Roman, go for it. I thought it was really
1: funny when Haman's like, I always wanted to be with you. I didn't want to be with Roman. I always wanted to be with you. Like, (laughs) don't hit me. Don't do anything to to me. Yeah. You're just trying to beat up on KO.
0: So Roman's all of a sudden, like, slowly getting up in the corner. He's not really sure where he's at. Sammy's on this side. Kevin's in the middle, and he looks to Sammy. He looks over at Roman. He looks back at Sammy, steps back, and just goes, and have him. Sammy, then as fast as he can, with all of his might, runs at Roman, boom, kicks him in the face with the Haluva kick. Roman gets out of the ring. Almost no-sells the Haluva kick, because, like, he gets out of the ring. They cut to Sammy. They then cut to Roman a little bit on the ramp. And he's just kind of like just walking, going like, eh, my jaw hurts a little bit. But I thought maybe they would make it seem like he knocked them out with the Huluva kick, but they didn't. Anyways, nitpicking. Sammy gets a big moment from the crowd. They play his music. And the show goes off the air. Very awesome main event. I wish they would have maybe done a little more with letting Sammy on the air at least soak in the crowd at the end. Also, Owens doesn't do anything with Sammy. He gets out of the ring. Sammy kicks Roman, and he just walks off. He stops at the end of the ramp, looks up at Sammy, doesn't say anything, doesn't really motion to anything or whatnot. He just looks at Sammy for a second, and then just turns around and leaves. So, I don't know. The rumor is, Sammy and KO against the Usos for the tag titles. How we get there? I don't know. Because they didn't do anything wrong. Well, they didn't do anything to be like, oh, Sammy or Kevin really wants to be with Sammy. It was more of, to me, it came off like, oh, Kevin only came out there just so what happened to him doesn't happen to somebody else, and it just happens to be Sammy Zane.
1: Or what I could see is maybe like, Jake finally, like, gets upset at Sammy for, like, spearing him. So, like, both Usos just be up on Sammy. Yeah. Sammy's just asking, like, KO for help. And KO's like, all right, let's fight him at Mania for the tag
0: titles. That's the most logical reason, of course.
1: Only only way I can think of. Right. Oh.
0: So, any thoughts on the, like, the post-match stuff with Owens and whatnot?
1: I thought Owens coming out was pretty obvious. Uh-oh. I mean Oh no Solo either I totally forgot about him
0: Yeah I'd, I I in mean, the moment I didn't Cause I was like hey we're Solo But and then afterwards because he didn't show up and everything I just didn't even think about him But cause I thought When you know we got the Jimmy spot That maybe Should have been Solo And then Jimmy like Mmm I would have liked it to where, like, so if I was booking it, I would have had Solo be the one in the Jimmy spot. Jay still do his thing, but then when Jay gets speared, that's when Jimmy comes out and is really mad and wants to beat the crap out of Sammy. But they did it the way they did it. All good. No Solo. It's fine.
1: Yeah, well, the reason why I was kind of shocked there was no Solo because, like, Solo was, like, kind of like the main guy that kind of put, like, KO on the shelf for a little while. For the story, like. Oh, so
0: you're saying he should have came out after Owens came out?
1: I thought he should have came out, like, instead of, like, Jimmy, to beat up on Sammy during the match.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Makes sense.
1: And then, like, he could have been the guy just to get put through that announce table because.
0: True. Well.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think they would put Solo through the announce table. They want to keep Solo really, really strong. So. Regardless, though, uh, the main event was awesome. I thought the entire show was really, really good. And other than whatever they're doing with Brock and Bobby, other than that, I don't have a negative thing to say about this show. I thought this is a really, really good show.
1: Yeah, this this show was pretty good.
0: One other note. I don't think I said this on the live stream. I know I said this to Luke because he wasn't watching the press conference. But during the press conference, Austin Theory was uh, getting questions. And then he was like, so what's next for me in the U.S. title? I think I'm going to have an open challenge on Monday. Then he leaves. Edge and Beth come out. And before Edge leaves, he goes, hey, there was a guy just out here with sunglasses on. I think he said he wants to have an open challenge for his belt. Well, we're going to be in Ottawa, Canada on Monday. So uh, I want to take his open challenge. So it looks like for the U.S. title this Monday... It's Austin Theory and Edge on Raw in Ottawa, Canada. That should be awesome. That should be freaking awesome. I don't think Edge wins, but it'll be fun. Ooh.
1: I just thought of something. Go for it. During the match, like, like to keep both like Austin Theory and Edge strong, you can just have Finn come out and screw Edge over. That could... I thought of that. Set up, yep. Like Finn versus Edge at Mania. If that's the route they go.
0: Yeah, I thought of that. But with that, guys, that is everything that went down tonight at WWE Elimination Chamber. With that, that's everything we thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought throughout the polls. We got a couple of them here. First off, we do. Let's refresh all of these just so we get the right numbers as far as the Twitch poll does go. Everybody on Twitch liked Elimination Chamber. 100% good to see it. As far as the Twitter poll does go, uh, 76% liked the show. 13% thought it was just all right. And 9% did not like it. As far as the YouTube community poll, 84% liked the show. 13% thought it was just all right. And 3% did not like it. Looking at some of the comments here. This person says, Gargano and Montez were insane. Sami Zayn forever. This person says, uh, loved it. This person says, I don't think Battle in the Valley will top Elimination Chamber. Oh, heck no. Heck no, especially the show started 45 minutes late due to technical difficulties. Uh, this person says, I really liked it. And as far as the YouTube live poll does go, let's end that really fast. Uh 83% liked the show, 12% thought it was just all right, and 3% did not like it. With that, guys, that is everything for tonight's Elimination Chamber. Do you have any closing thoughts on Elimination Chamber? And what do you think we get going forward towards WrestleMania? Like, what's one thing that you think we're really going to get that you're really looking forward to for WrestleMania?
1: I'm really looking forward to see like how they build up like some of these matches for Mania. I mean, we already know we're getting Roman versus Cody. I mean, they've already started building that up. I would love to see how they build up uh, Edge versus Finn and the uh, Usos versus KO and Sammy. I'd right. love to see how they build that up.
0: Yeah, because that is an interesting one. Like you said earlier, maybe they're both beating up Sammy, and finally Kevin just goes, you know what? I need to go out there and save him." So, but no, I'm wrong in there. Never mind. I was thinking of something, but then as soon as I thought of it, I knew I was wrong. With that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining us here, for watching live twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited, or youtube.com forward slash Pro ProWrestlingUnlimited. Remember, you can also catch this if you didn't catch most of it or some of it or whatever, you missed part of it. You can always catch it later on YouTube or on podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher. Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. So with that, guys, I'll be back Monday morning for the wrestling wrap-up, and then we'll be back Monday evening for Monday Night Raw. Have a great rest of your weekend. I know I'm going to have a good Sunday because tomorrow is the Daytona 500. So I'm going to watch NASCAR from sunup to sundown tomorrow. My weekend is going to be fun. Hope your weekend is just as fun. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a good one, guys.